0: It's all for you. One, hit it, girls.
1: Come on. Yeah. What are you
0: thinking? uh kimino mikata
1: which is the new kiari pami Pamu song which i don't know any of the words but i know
0: the opening and it's come on okay cool all right well now we're back here at scream 101 a family affair sure brennan it, is it <laughs> who do we have lined up for today's family affair
1: um i mean i guess the the thorn family because we're discussing the remake
0: of the omen <gasps> really tell me more about this thorn family are they related to the thorn berries
1: uh, no, they're they're pretty wild, I hear though. Okay. Anyway, so let's before we talk about the Omen remake, which is the last Omen movie we get to watch. Boo! I'm not sad. Um, let's do ten-word reviews of movies we watched in the past week. All
0: right, it sounds like it, it sounded like you were opening up a bag of chips. Um, I wish I was. I honestly do, but I already ate a bag of chips today, so um, not now. All right. So Bird Box. A fun horror end to 2018 Sandra Bullock rolls okay
1: and my review is don't look haters this movie really got to me
0: now it's time for sorry to bother you Tessa Thompson bleh. Tessa Thompson shines in Boots Riley's directorial debut
1: sure uh, my review of the same is not the masterpiece I was hoping for but deliciously weird
0: Okay, now it's time for Mary Poppins Returns. Emily Blunt kills it as Mary Poppins. Banks children stay shook.
1: <laughs> My review of Mary Poppins Returns is a spoonful of musical sugar. Paddington dad makes me cry.
0: Oh, if you guys don't get that reference, that's because Ben Wishaw. That's
1: because you're a loser and you haven't seen Paddington enough times and read the credits.
0: That's true. But Ben Whishaw plays Paddington, and Paddington in Paddington 2, and he also plays the father in Mary Poppins.
1: And hopefully Paddington in Paddington 3.
0: But we'll see. We'll see, you know. Box office One can only dream. I
1: mean, I think it's doing well in England, just not great over here. Okay. If you had your
0: choice of plot for Paddington 3, what would it be? Okay. Paddington. My um, dream is that he get to meet Corduroy. That'd be cool. Um and then they're queer. Sure. I didn't <laughs> for queer.
1: Um no, he he wants um he wants to open a sandwich shop, but I don't know, he farts on all the bread and then he has to get new bread. Is he known for farting? He's just not great at things. I would <laughs> but say. But delightfully so. Okay, okay. And it's all a metaphor for racism. Okay. And uh apartheid.
0: I'm really interested to see how they pull it off. Good job, Sony. Who does those movies? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I do not know. 20th Century Fox.
1: Let's not let's not name names or cast dispersions on people who are not good enough to make Paddington movies. Allegedly. Okay. So we're here to talk about The Omen, um, 2006. Uh, it's the story you know, but have you seen it with Liev Schreiber? <laughs> um, here is the plot as right off the back of my DVD. I actually... Look, I'm already on a tangent. I bought this DVD my freshman year of college, which was in 2012. Um, So Bragger. Is that a brag? You're so young. That's not the point. I'm saying it's been seven years. Uh Um, And I bought this movie for really cheap at the school bookstore because it was just sitting there on a little rack. And I was like. All right. and this is the first time I've opened it um, and the last so here's the plot in this truly terrifying film a quote from E my favorite horror movie related news outlet
0: um, hey E was a big network at that time sure. they had all the Kardashians
1: sure Man's darkest fears are manifested as an unspeakable horror is unleashed on the world. U.S. diplomat Robert Thorne Leif Schreiber, substitutes an orphan for his own stillborn baby in order to spare his unknowing wife, Julia Stiles. But after a series of grotesque murders and dire warnings, the Thorns come to the chilling realization that their child is the son of Satan.
0: Dun dun dun. Sounds problematic, realizing your kid is like Satan's spawn. I know a lot of people feel like their kids are saying Spawn, but this person really had to deal with that.
1: That's so harsh on children, and they deserve it. Anyway, so we rate all of our movies on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. And do you have a scariness score for this movie? Two. Two. Okay, that's actually right where I put it. Um, Brendan, why did you give it a two? I'm thinking specifically of one scene in particular.
0: Let me see if I can guess. Okay. Is it when um, David Lewis gets his head chopped off? No, that's not scary. That's just awesome. Is it More when, on that later. Is it when the original um sorry for spoilers, but oh, yeah, we're This is a remake movie, of a movie, but, yeah, so yeah, you guys should know. Um is it when the original ambassador to Great Britain like gets his head No, he, his head is fine. He gets burned.
1: You, do you, do you think I'm scared by these dumb death sequences?
0: I don't know what you found scary. Tell me that. Clearly you don't. Enlighten me.
1: Um, the part I found scary was when Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Bailock, as played in this one by Mia Farrow, in a nod to Rosemary's Baby, which, close enough, not the omen, but you, you got in the same general direction. Mm-hmm. Um, she injects air into the IV of Julia Stiles, and we watch her stare in horror as the air bubble just floats down her IV and into her body super slowly before mm-hmm. she dies, mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty. It's pretty rough. Yeah. Like, what uh, a way to go. Yeah. It was wild. Um. So that was that was rough for me. Was there anything? I mean, did did David
0: dolis 's death scene scare you? Um. I thought the scenes were cool. I thought the death scenes were cool. Okay. They were very mid two thousand y and I mean they essentially remade all the death scenes from the original movie. Like. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a
1: really particularly faithful adaptation of a movie they're like scene by scene and Mm -hmm. sometimes line by line a Mm -hmm. very exacting remake yeah
0: um so i thought they were i guess i liked that they paid that close attention to the original um uh but you could just watch the original that's true which is not great to begin with but i saw i think the omens no i didn't i saw this movie much later after i saw the first omen um i liked this movie when i first saw it uh, and now. So I'm saying yes to scares. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Say
1: yes to scares, yes to a brighter tomorrow. And one thing that was trying to be scary that I found utterly infuriating is the part that they were trying to tie in stuff with stuff from the mid two thousands. So they were like, Here oh. here are all the biblical signs of revelation and uh-huh. one of them was like fire raining from the sky and they were they were just playing clips of nine eleven 11 they're tying in with like the Columbia explosion and like the Typhoon and I think it wasn't
0: the typhoon. It was um, there was Katrina involved too. No, I think it was or the tsunami.
1: uh, Yeah, it was one or all of
0: these. Yeah, Um, it was just when the angel, the third angel, sounded his trumpet. Yeah, this thing happened.
1: It was just really crass in a way of using tragedies that were definitely still fresh at the time Mm -hmm. as part of this chintzy as hell like antichrist movie it's just it's it's not appropriate and i i did not like it mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like you 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 can't expect me to take this seriously it was it was it was upsetting mm-hmm. and also there are a bunch of stupid ass nightmare sequences in this movie those like the 9-11 thing and the nightmares are the only thing that they have added that and i think the uh the other diplomat dying in a final destination-esque way they added but um they just out of these nightmares that Julia Stiles has where like oh Damien's wearing a mask and then he has fangs and she wakes up and you're like okay mm-hmm. what did this give me mm-hmm. and then there's a part where she's in this giant white room doing the dishes it's like she's
0: in the Yeah some yeah yeah now that you're reminding me about these nightmare sequences they went nowhere and they oh, had nothing yeah, they were really dumb they were just artsy
1: yeah, and she's basically doing dishes in that room in the end of 2001 A Space Odyssey where that guy meets the really old version of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Davian's there, and he's like, boo. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm not scared of you.
0: Yeah, the kid, I didn't find that scary at all.
1: Um, just, you mean his performance or
0: general face or just the nightmares? Um, His performance, I guess. Not a lot was asked of this child.
1: Literally, he has one line of dialogue, I think. Really? Unless
0: I just, I could have just been not paying attention, but I think he only has one. I remember just essentially all he does is, like, maybe squint a lot. Um, there's that one crying scene he has in the backseat of the car. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, he's just he's just a very quiet and unnerving child. Not scary, but just Okay, but you found him settling. uncanny
1: in a certain way. Yeah. He does have those, like, dark rings around his eyes. And, you're like, this, this kid
0: has seen stuff. hmm I think half of the reason why he's at all, like, you know, creepy looking is because of his haircut. And I guess maybe his pale skin.
1: Yeah, I mean it's very Ezra Miller in Fantastic Beasts one. Mhm. Um but yeah, so Whatever.
0: C- I found Ezra Miller very attractive in Fantastic Beasts one, but more on well, that later. Well, you
1: you have problems. Um look, Ezra Miller is a attractive being. I have a functioning libido is what I have. Uh yeah, and I guess terrible taste in haircuts.
0: Okay, continue. We're moving on.
1: Uh, anyway, what's your campiness score for this movie?
0: three (gasps) me too This is gonna be one of those boring
1: episodes where we agree until later probably
0: we've been spending way too much time together
1: possibly we do live together now i say now (laughs) as if we haven't been living together for half a year um Um,
0: so continue brendan why do you find it so campy i just have some very special moments
1: like, the campiness comes in spurts and starts. It's it's patchy in terms of campiness. Mm-hmm. But the scenes that are campy are hilarious.
0: One scene that I found funny, uh-huh. um, I don't know if you found it funny, was this was after the nanny had done killed herself. Uh-huh. Um, Julia Stiles is, like, on a field trip with two other moms and their kids. Uh-huh. To the X-Men Zoo. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was the X-Men Zoo. Um, And at one point, they're asking her, like, oh... Um is it how's the nanny hunt going or something? Oh yeah, something like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, Oh, you know, they're all so crazy or something or it's bad or whatever. Or she's um, like well she's like, It's been
1: tough since well, you know what happened.
0: And she laughs it off. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. No, she you're right. gives, like, an awkward laugh and then just looks at them and is like, I'm so sorry about what happened. Yeah. Um, and I and they're that... like, my kid was there. Yeah. It was funny just the way they responded. That whole scene just went down.
1: That was funny and so pointless. Uh-huh. And, and i was like, who are these friends? And they're not in any other scene of the movie.
0: Yeah, we never see them again. Hopefully, they're okay. I'm
1: sure they are. Um, there's, like, a river of fire or something probably, but they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite thing is actually the exact opposite because right immediately before the nanny killing herself and mm-hmm. then you know it's all for you Damien but bad because most of these scenes are original scenes from the movie but bad. Uh-huh. Um, just very perfunctory. Um, but yeah no, so there's a part where she's you know, up there with the noose and she's shouting down for everyone to pay attention. And everyone like looks up in horror, including there's a punch and Judy puppet show going on. And oh both, yeah. both the puppets <laughs> turn to look, which is the most ridiculous insert <laughs> shot in
0: any movie I've ever seen. Oh yeah. I love those puppets. Like this in- is, this isn't idle hands. It mm. was so weird. Um, <laughs> Which All means, I can say is that's a very dedicated puppeteer. Yeah, the, He's stating character. Yeah.
1: Cause that's just a person turning their hands to look at something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so good. And that then was good. also in that scene, um, because she has been kind of like hypnotized by an evil dog to do this thing. This movie's, these movies are weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a part where I guess maybe Julia Styles or something looks at the dog and they're like, "Ooh, that's a creepy dog. And then the dog drools, but the drool is accom- accompanied by a musical sting that makes it seem kind of like magical and evil. Like, doo 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 do
0: Like, really? <laughs> this dog's drool is what did <laughs> it? I don't remember that scene, but it sounds totally in line with the rest of this movie. It was beautiful. Was it?
1: Was there anything you gave it a three out of five? That's pretty powerful. Like, what did you feel was campy?
0: I think the dream sequences are what made it campy for me because oh, they went sure. nowhere, and I was like, okay, this is just you know art for art's sake, and it reeks of pretension for pretentious sake. I wouldn't um,
1: call anything in this art necessarily, but
0: they went with an arty kind of a, a feel with those dream sequences. I, I felt like they were really so. like muted it was all just all the, it was all white and then there was just one ounce of color in it and it was usually julia styles and what she was wearing or damien um so that's what i thought it was campy because mm-hmm. just because they were so bad
1: that is true and also oh um there is a uh a fight scene at the end between mia farrow and Lev schreiber and he uh, just he like Kicks her straight in the face at one point, which I do not support the brutalizing of women, but for br- women. Uh-huh. Um, of woman singular. <laughs> just one woman. <laughs> pick, pick one. Um, no, obviously, but like she literally just turns into a Looney Tune in the end of this movie, and she gets hit by a car, and she just goes flying in this most beautiful like mannequin arc you've ever seen. There is some really wonderful stuff going on with that fight scene.
0: They knew what they were doing for that fight scene.
1: I hope they did. Um, let's move on. I mean, pretty, pretty seamlessly, if I say so myself, to effects, because that was an effect and not a good one. Four. What? Holy crap. What?
0: A four? It was a good effects. It had a mid-2000s budget and it was a mid-2000s movie, so it had decent effects. Okay. You mean like its budget
1: was about like $2,000, dollars mid two thousand, like $2,500? I thought it
0: was good. I thought the effects were solid. No, look. I've, From I've, like the explosion in the beginning to the decapitation. To Mia Farrow going flipping backwards and she gets hit by the uh-huh. car. I thought these were solid effects. No, you're
1: you're not. I'm giving it a three out of five. So I'm not like that far from okay. where you were.
0: Yeah, you made it sound like you were like at a one.
1: No, but it just You went. were aghast it, at the
0: terrible effects.
1: No, it just wasn't as I don't know. Like I d I, I wasn't feeling it maybe. Except for David Tulis's decapitation death. Mm-hmm. Because that was a beautiful a thing of beauty.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so seamless.
1: It it really was. Um
0: yeah, the deaths in this movie,
1: I mean, I guess all the Omen deaths were are a little bit Final Destination-y, but these ones really took on that mantle, because mm-hmm. this is, you know, I think three Final Destination movies had
0: been in existence when this came out,
1: so there, there was definitely on the minds of the people making this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of shaky cam going on, a lot Dear of multiple Lord. cuts to
1: different things. It's <laughs> like, this is a joke that... I am sure almost no one will understand but I hope Aaron does. Shout out to you Aaron. It's like this movie was directed by Joe Chappelle. Like there's just really quick flashes to nonsense and everything's orange and it's just all garbage. <laughs> Visual garbage just in in one of those um old McDonald's like salad shooter things that used to shake up the salad that lasted for like a year. Remember those? Oh yeah. My references are very uh, minute right now. I remember those Very things. granular.
0: I don't know anybody who would get one. No, who would?
1: Um, But no, it's just visually illegible at times. Mm-hmm. There's a time when, after it's right after David Dulles gets decapitated, which is the best effect in the movie, which immediately then cuts to the single worst shot in the movie, which is Liev Schreiber's reaction shot. And literally, someone's shaking the camera back and forth. It's it's not like it's not like Paul Greengrass Shaky Cam where it's like, ooh, we're kind of like on the ground during a fight when the camera's moving. It's like someone's just wagging <laughs> like a dog's tail in front of his face. It's ridiculous. That's
0: how we know that Leo Schreiber does not approve of David Doolis' death. It's it's bananas. Well, in general,
1: what are we thinking for quality?
0: Quality uh, I'm being generous and giving it a three.
1: Okay. I was I was kind of worried we were going for territory, What with the gore, like,
0: you've gone off script. No. I'm a little worried for you. So what did you give it? I gave it a two. Okay. Yeah, I'm only giving it a three because I saw it in the mid-2000s, and I remember liking it okay. Uh-huh. Um, I did not think it was a good movie by any means of, or any definition of the word, uh-huh. um, but I did enjoy the, I did enjoy it then, and I enjoyed it now. Like, going back to the way I was back in those days... Julia Stiles was a much more recognized household name. Mm-hmm. She did say the Last Dance. Yeah, and 10 Things I Hate About You. And Oh. Sure. So she was, she was out there doing it. Um, she was like a princess in one movie. Um, so, yeah. Go to you me mean Stiles. The Prince and Me, that one? Is that what it was? I think so.
1: I don't remember the name I, of it. I never saw it. I work at a place that sells used videos and we get that like 800 times. So I feel like I've seen her her smiling face sitting on the couch with the prince and I'm like, I know you.
0: I know she's sitting down in like a dress and he's like standing up. Yeah. And she's like all casual like, "Yeah."
1: It's like, "Ooh." Now see cuz it's like the prince and I, but it's like kind of kind of like sassy and modern because mm-hmm. she doesn't say it right.
0: She did a lot of those. She did a lot of retellings of old stories. You are you're right about that. That's all she was known for. I yeah, guess. It's like
1: you want to, you want to make a Shakespeare movie like modern mm-hmm. <laughs> called Julia Stiles. Anyway, um, which I guess nobody wants to do anymore. <laughs> well, the, look, that's beside the point. Was she? She wasn't in American Beauty, right?
0: No, that was um, Mia Sorvino.
1: No, that was.
0: Well, there's a lot of
1: dead air in this podcast right now. We have
0: a dozen like tele electronic devices near us. Telekinetic devices.
1: No, I just I kind of wanted to be smart and use my brain to think of it, but I couldn't. One
0: was Mia Sorvino, the other one I don't remember.
1: Mina Savari. That's oh who it was.
0: Mina Savari. I know same was... difference, honestly. <laughs> Whatever, never mind. Well, tangent. So um, back to this movie. Yeah, um yeah, no, that's why I enjoyed it's it. It's bad. <laughs> I said it's okay. <laughs> No, it
1: is the most perfunctory retread you can imagine. I am not automatically anti-remake. Um, there are some remakes that I like very much, and I will always give them a shot. Um, but this is the one of the most pointless types of remake, which is the, like I said, scene for scene. It's like the, I have not seen the 1998 Psycho remake, but it's like that, where it's like we're going to be slavishly devoted to the original not add anything except for Liev Schreiber tries to call Julia Stiles on a cell phone at like one point, And it's one of those old flip phones, mm-hmm. but they they don't add anything. There's nothing creative about it. Like the, when the priest dies with that big spear falling on him, it's the exact same way as in the first movie, the same pose, just mm-hmm. more orange. Mm-hmm. The, the one creative thing they added was they made everything orange. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, um, it's a frustrating movie. I just, I'm, I i might have liked it more if I hadn't, recently watched the original omen mm-hmm. um but i think there's just no point to it and i will not reward it for being pointless
0: okay wow sorry well, i'm upset Brennan, those are some strong words i hear you and i respect your opinions yeah
1: and thora birch was the other one from yeah, i was, was never came. gonna
0: remember that name okay I mean, my name is thora birch the sounds name like of a, tree. a beautiful ent sounds like a tree see an ent isn't that a tree it is a tree there you go continue i mean yeah i mean i'm I'm not. I'm not trying to disprove your point. How are we rating this movie? Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, we did that. And uh, how are we rating all the other movies as well? Yeah. Um how are we ranking? Oh my god! This movie—that's the word okay. that I was looking for.
1: So we are—we have reached the end of another franchise. It's a beautiful thing. Um, we're gonna finally get some like fresh blood in here after a little bit. Um, but before we do that, I'm going to tell you what we're watching next week, and also here's how to get in contact with the show. You can find us on Twitter at Scream 101 Pod. Yeah. Find us on Facebook at Scream 101 Podcast. Okay. You can email us at Scream 101 Podcast at gmail.com. Do that. Thank you to my hype man. Our theme song is A Beat for You by Pseudo Echo. Um, and is there anything else I have to say? I don't think so. Oh, find us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, review. Give us five stars. Just be a dream. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Be a doll. Yeah. So next week, we're continuing our Elm Street franchise with A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. <gasps> it's the only franchise of these main three that we have left to finish off. woo And we got a bit of time for that one still. But yeah, we're going to catch up with that 1989 title next week. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. We're gonna rank all of the Omen movies, all five of them, starting at number five at the bottom, okay. and working
0: our way up like Drake.
1: Okay, we started from the bottom.
0: I, I got you. We all we all got that. The Canadians as well. Um, so number five. Shout number out to f- Joe, who's Canadian. I know. Uh, well, I mean Drake's Canadian as well. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. That's the joke. I know, Brandon. That's the joke that you said. I know. <laughs> <laughs> number five. <laughs> Why are you confusing me?
1: I just don't know why you need to explain the joke that we both got.
0: <laughs> because I ate something before. Oh, uh, number five, number four. To, to
1: clarify, he ate, was it, it was ravioli. Like, it wasn't like drugs.
0: It was ravioli. Okay, what's your number five? Very che- no, I've been
1: saying number five, number four
0: for the longest. Number five is the omen for the awakening. Oh,
1: okay. That, that just confused me. I didn't know. I oh, thought you sorry. were just skipping number five. No.
0: no movie deserves number five two are tied for number four Uh um
1: so omen for the awakening was your very lowest yes
0: um no offense to the girl i'm a big believer in that women are the future the future is female all that jazz i subscribed to all the right podcasts um but i didn't enjoy it at all it was boring and the
1: girl didn't spoilers i guess didn't even turn out to be the antichrist so it was like why did you do this Mm -hmm.
0: it was very lame
1: yeah, and well, my number five is actually this movie, The Omen two thousand six. <gasps> how dare you! I just I, I found it such a wretched watch. Mm. I found it so unpleasant, except for the like the Punch and Judy scene, which was really worth it. But other than that, it was like I could just be rewatching The Omen, which, like I said, I did not like that much anyway.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a fair assessment. Um, so my number four is Damien Omen two. Okay.
1: Oh, how are we? How why?
0: Oh, why? Yeah. Um, because I literally could not remember any of it. Fair enough. It was that bland
1: to me. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel you there. Well, my number four is actually Omen 3, The Final Conflict, because that one was the most frustrating to me. Because uh-huh. it finally gave me what, I've been, what I had been waiting for for so long, which was an, Damien as an active character who's actually trying to accomplish his evil goals and not necessarily... Cause, Parts one and two are mostly about him being evil, but sort of about him being like seduced to evil and kind of getting started and not doing anything. Mm-hmm. But once he actually does stuff, it also it, it was so boring. And then he goes rabbit hunting for like twenty minutes. It was like why did why is this movie? Wasn't the fox on him? Whatever, does it matter? It does not.
0: Um, number three for me was the Omen 2006 edition. Okay,
1: so I, I can live with it being in the middle. Yeah. Um, my my number three is actually Omen 4, The Awakening. Which I thought had some fun, like TV movie, like silliness. It, I found it less annoying than part two.
0: I think I fell asleep during you. Whatever. Um. So my number two is Omen Three: The Final Conflict. Because unlike you, I like political dramas, and that's what this was.
1: Uh, I mean that that gunshot death was really crazy and cool. Like mm-hmm. I will always Plus remember. Plus, it that. had
0: an ex- like a super cool lead. Sam How Neil? Often do you get to see Sam Neil in a movie? In a Quite movie, a be evil. Are we going to make the debate? Are we going to be um hurt some people's feelings and say that he was evil in Jurassic Park 3? No, um or Jurassic Park the original.
1: I'm going to go ahead and say he was evil in Peter Rabbit when he played the original Farmer McGregor, McGregor. Didn't he die? I think so. And he almost got a carrot shoved up his shoved up his butt, which that movie was messed up.
0: Okay, so anyways, apparently you can see him be evil in multiple movies, but he was evil for the most part in this one. Was he
1: evil in The Commuter when he played the police chief for two seconds? I don't think I so. I don't remember The Commuter. I think he just showed up at the end and he was like, good job, Liam Neeson.
0: Look, I commute enough in my life. I don't need to see a movie about a commuter. We we saw it, though. Is that the one with... Never, what's on your, the number two, what's your number two, Ben? What's your like, number two? Hey. What's
1: your okay. number two? Um, my number two is the original Omen, um, which... Okay. You know, I I think it's like The Exorcist, but way crappier on not on purpose because like I, I do think it's taking itself seriously. I don't know. I don't I don't love any of these movies. I don't think, yeah. but I I respect their chinsiness in a certain way.
0: They're all like six point five out of ten across the board for me.
1: I would say they range for me, but usually probably between three and six. So
0: I feel ah. you. Okay, so my number one is The Omen, the original, the movie that Gasp. started it all. Gasp. It lit a thousand sequels. Well, three. And a remake. Whatever.
1: Whatever. So, like, you you still, you know, it still the rises to the top of the heap for you.
0: I think so. I think it's the one that has the most rewatchability.
1: Yeah. I mean, how could it not? It's the only one that's, like, was nominated for Oscars mm-hmm. and actually was made by, you know, like, super capable people, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. So, what's your number one? My
1: number one? I don't even really know why, but it's Damien Omen 2.
0: Yeah, that surprises me because I remember when um, you gave me the list of all the movies we'd seen. I was like, Brennan, what happened in Omen uh, 2 or Damien Omen 2? And you were like, I honestly didn't remember. And so that tells me well, <laughs> that look, movie was bland. Number one, Look, all these movies are bland.
1: I, Like I said, I'm not a big fan of any of them. I always dreaded Omen Week of the month. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but Damien Omen 2, I think, well, I looked back at my letterbox and I gave it the highest star rating. So that helped me guide myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I think there, it had that really cool elevator death, which is the best death in the franchise, probably. Um, and there was a little more agency on the part of Damien. There was like a dumb plot twist, but at least a plot twist in the end. And I don't know, stuff happened in it. It it had more thrust, I guess. Hmm. I don't know. It, I, I like that word. <laughs> like, honestly, I probably, if we averaged out my star ratings, I probably liked the Children of the Corn franchise more than this one, even though this one is obviously has a more baseline level of competence at all times Mm -hmm.
0: and less movies. Yeah, I mean, I think these movies were probably a little bit better overall. I mean, I'm just repeating what you're saying. Uh-huh. Um, like, there was less low points in this movie, uh-huh. but the Children of the Corn franchise had a lot of high points, and then even when it wasn't high, it was a lot of fun to make fun of whatever the hell was going on, because yeah. everything was so bananas. And
1: there were some major low points, but like, the I, I don't know, I guess I prefer the mountains than mm-hmm. the, uh, the flatlands.
0: Uh-huh. And I guess for that one, it was fun to see in that one case with Naomi Watts, like, This entirely different movie that just, they folded into the franchise because it was like, we can get some money out of the name.
1: Yeah, and they certainly tried.
0: Which didn't happen in this franchise.
1: Yeah, there wasn't just like a random movie about just some other kid. Like, it was basically like, oh, we need to talk about Kevin, but called The Omen Six or something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would have been great, though.
0: You never saw We Need to Talk About Kevin.
1: Okay. Still would have been cool.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, it doesn't exactly fit in neatly into this Okay, whatever.
1: I think that's the end of this episode.
0: Tune in next week, people, when we get to talk about Kevin.
1: Yeah, and by Kevin, we mean A Nightmare on Elm Street 5.
0: Is the character in there named Kevin? No. That'd be super cool if I was right.
1: There's a character in it named Alice.
0: She's in that still?
1: Spoilers. Yeah, she's back. Maybe. Damn. The dream mistress.
0: Damn, Alice. Okay, Ryan, I'm good.
1: Yeah, it's probably time for us to go. Um, Until next week, good luck on your journey.
0: Stay gold, everybody. Bye-bye.